This morning's reading is taken from Luke 18, verses 1 to 8. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says, and will not God bring about justice for this, his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting off, I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Thanks very much, Jean and Jude, for that reading, and Jean, for your prayers. Thank you. So, we're thinking about prayer this morning, and... Um, I wonder, have you ever spent time praying for something and yet nothing seems to happen? I have. Do you ever struggle with the apparent silence of God to some of our requests? I do. Do you ever just give up praying for something? because God just doesn't seem to be answering. I have. Those sort of prayers that you might have, so, so examples might be, Lord, I want something to happen about my job, or I want a job, I need a job, or I want to change my job. But it doesn't seem to get better. Lord, help me, I'm really struggling with my finances they carry on being a struggle. Lord, help find a cure for cancer, but cancer still kills. If you can, if some of that resonates with you, if you, if you can um, reflect on that and think, yes, yes, I understand some of that, you're not alone. I'm sure that all of us have faced times when prayer did not seem to be having any effect on our situation. Maybe, just like the widow in that story, we've faced a time of injustice and we've prayed only to be met what seems to be the silence of God. What's happening in this silence? Why is God not listening? Or is he listening? And do we just not see the work that is going on? And if it's a problem for us, by the way, it was a problem for the psalmists of Israel. Uh, in around uh, 40 out of the 150 psalms, uh, there are people, psalmists, wondering why God is so slow in answering their prayers. Psalm 13, for example, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear 
pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long. How long shall my enemies prevail over me? We just heard the story uh, told by Jesus of a persistent widow uh, and uh, an unjust judge. A persistent widow and an unjust judge. Here is a woman who has suffered injustice and is looking for justice to be served, but no one seems to be hearing her. Now before we begin looking at that story, there's just one quite important thing we need to understand. Some people, if they read this passage, they think, oh, so God is being compared to an unjust judge, like someone we need to pester if we're going to get our own way. And that is not the case. This story is not so much a comparison as a, what, what you might call a how much more story. You know, Jesus starts out many of his parables with the kingdom of heaven is like, and he often compares something to help describe a certain aspect of what he's trying to teach. But in this story, it's much more like if evil men will do justice when they don't want to, then how much more will it be with God? How much more? If the persistence of a widow will cause even an unjust judge to see that justice is served because it will benefit him, how much more will God, who is good, see that justice is served to his people? So it's more of a contrast between, between God and the, and the judge than it is a comparison. Now what does God want us to learn from this story? The first, uh, I, I've entitled this sermon, um, uh, I've got the title now, Persistence, well, I've gone completely blank and I haven't written it down, there we are, so, right, so, so. Um, so it's something like uh, Persistent, that's all right, that's the one, thank you Tracy for that, Practicing Persistent Prayer, you see I, I chose three P's because it's easy to remember, <laughs> Practicing Persistent Prayer, uh, so God wants us to pray persistently. And in verse 1, it's really clear. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. It's pretty clear, isn't it? They should always pray and not give up. See, Jesus is telling those disciples directly that he wants them, he wants us to pray persistently. He's not leaving this as something we need to figure out or, or interpret. He tells us this directly. This is the whole point of the story. You should always pray and not give up. And so the widow is persistent in pleading her case for justice. And even an unjust judge, because of her persistence, because she carries on, gives her what she requests. Now the reasons that the unjust judge gives her justice are not the point of the story. The story is told to encourage the disciples and us to pray persistently even when things don't seem to be being answered. 
And I just want to ask you and, and, and to think about why God wants us to pray persistently. Why can't we just pray once and have him answer us? You know, now more than ever, we're really used to that, that instant reaction, aren't we? You see, if I wanted to, I could um, grab my phone from over here uh, and I could go onto Amazon uh, and I could say, I want to buy um, a pink bowler hat. And I'm sure I could find a pink bowler hat on Amazon and I could swipe to buy now and it would tell me maybe that that pink bowler hat will be delivered later today. Or if not today, then tomorrow. You know, we're used to living in a society where things happen instantaneously. And we get fed up when things don't. And we get frustrated when things don't. Why do we even have to pray at all? Why can't God just do it? Well, one reason that I believe that God wants us to pray persistently is because persistent prayer helps me, helps you to keep focus. And we're moving from the P's now to the F's. So there's three F's, okay? And the first one is focus. And when we pray persistently, it's going to help to keep our minds focused on several truths. Firstly, on who God is. The widow had a need and she kept on going to the one who could, she knew, meet her need, if only he would. The judge had the power to grant her justice, even though he didn't fear God uh, or care about men. He still had the power. And she was focused on the person who had the power to meet her need. And as we pray persistently, as we continue to seek uh, to have a need or a desire fulfilled, it makes us continually recognise and think about and focus on the one who has the power to meet, to fulfil that need. And there will be times as we persist in praying about a specific thing and nothing seems to be happening that we might question if God is willing or even able. But that just helps us to serve about thinking around God's abilities and his goodness in working powerful miracles. And those things are recorded in the Bible, as well as through the works that he's done previously in our lives or in other people's lives. You know, there's a, I'm not going to go into details, but there's a matter that I've been praying about for a very long time. And you know, as, as I've been praying, I haven't questioned God's ability. I know that he is able. But I have to confess, I have questioned his willingness. But in turn, that's got me thinking about who God is. About the things that God has done previously. And the work that went on during the time when he was seemingly silent. Those instances when it suddenly makes sense, do you, can you, does this make sense? After the event, you can suddenly look back and say, ah, now I see, now I see, but I didn't at the time. And it's helped me to think about who God is and the things that he has done, which has encouraged me to pray for this situation, trusting that God 
is working things out, even if I can't see it. Here are a few things that, that I've thought about and focused upon about a God who is able to do what seems to be impossible. Because God is the God who has the power to sustain the universe. And he does. God is a God who is able to raise the dead. And he does. He's a God who created the world. He did. And perhaps we think about the greatest example of all in, in that God raised Jesus Christ back to life again from the dead. God is powerful. God is able. And during those times that I'm praying and nothing seems to be happening, I'm forced to think about who God is and what he has done. He is able. In Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, we read that he is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power, that is, it work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Persistent prayer will help us keep our focus on who God is. But persistent prayer also helps us keep our focus on who I am. On who I am. The widow recognised that she could not get justice for herself. She was powerless. We need to recognise who we are. Because in ourselves, we also are powerless. But focusing on who we are means not only that we uh, not only recognising that we are powerless in ourselves, but it also means recognising that we are children of God, that we are chosen ones. If you have received Christ Jesus as your saviour, then you are his child. In verse 7. In John chapter 1 and verse 12, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Who I am. I am a child of God. Because we are his children, that means we can approach God with confidence. Hebrews 4.16 Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We can confidently go to God in prayer to seek help in our time of need, just the way as a child approaches his father. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8 and verse 15, For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship and daughtership. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children, who I am. Abba is an Aramaic term of familiarity for father, like dad. My dad was a school teacher uh, for most of his career, uh, and he went on from becoming a school teacher to become a head teacher. Uh, and I've got a memory 
uh, of going uh, with him to his school. I don't know why I wasn't at school, because school was on, uh, but I was skiving off or whatever for some reason. I'm sure I wasn't skiving off. Um, but uh, I went along with my dad to his school. Uh, and I can remember sitting in the headmaster's office with my dad. You know, my dad was the headmaster. Uh, and, and various children were, were coming in and, and they were you know, treating my dad like the headmaster. I think he was quite a good headmaster. I don't think he was, uh, I don't think he was a particular ogre. Uh, but they gave him the respect that he deserved as headmaster. And, you know, and I can remember sitting there thinking, oh, he's the headmaster, but he's my dad. God is God, but he's our dad. He's our dad. We are children of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And that King of kings allows us to approach him as a child does his father. And as we persistently pray, so it helps us to focus on who we are. And while we, re while we realize that we are unable in ourselves we are children of God, and our Father is able and willing to help us in our time of need. And you know, not only that, it's not only about focusing on who God is and who we are, but also on what is important. On what is important. You know, in the parable, the woman wanted justice. She persisted because this was important to her. Have you ever prayed for something only to stop praying about it because it turned out not to be quite as so important as you thought about it in the moment? In fact, you'd prayed about it and then you forgot about it. Your persistent prayer is going to weed out those things that are not really important to us or to our life and therefore to help us focus on the things that are important. So God wants us to pray persistently so that we can keep focus on who he is, who we are, and what is important. Focus. But he also wants us to pray persistently because persistent prayer produces, second F, fruit. What do we mean? How does that work? Let's look at Luke uh, 18 and verses 5 to 7. Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, says the judge, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust said, judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? In this case, the answer to this widow's plea was that she would get justice, and she got it. How is her getting what she asked for, then, like fruit? Listen to what Jesus says uh, in John chapter 15 and verse 7. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. You see, it glorifies God to answer our prayers, and it gives us what we pray for. And we, uh, now we need to balance this, of course, with, with the teaching of other scripture. God isn't going to give us something that's bad for us, or outside of his will, or evil, 
but he does desire to answer our prayers. And the answer to our prayers is the fruit in our lives. And it shows that we are followers of the Lord. Now, unless you're far more intelligent than me, I don't know how prayer works. I suspect that no one here knows how prayer works. But somehow God has given us the privilege of praying and asking and having our requests heard and answered. Our answered prayers are evidences and fruit of our relationship with the Lord. And as we persist in prayer, we are obeying what God wants us to do. Recognising who he is, who we are, and what is important. And as we continue in prayer, he answers that prayer to his glory and to our benefit. But not only does persistent prayer help me produce fruit, but, final F, persistent prayer helps me to demonstrate faith. In Luke 18 and verse 8, I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Our persistent and continual prayer to the Lord, the King of Kings, is a constant demonstration of our faith in him. As we persist in prayer to the Lord, we're saying, we believe in you, Lord. We believe that you are good, we believe that you are able, and we believe that you answer prayer. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. If we did not believe, we would not persist in praying. So let's take it right back to the beginning, to that first verse. Jesus wants us to persist in prayer. Persistent prayer helps us to focus on God, on who we are, and on what is important. It helps us to be fruitful to God's glory when our prayers are being answered, and it demonstrates our faith in a true and good God. Now, when first lockdown first happened in March last year, Dan, our pastor, called us to join in prayer. And one of the ways that we began to do that then uh, was that we had a, a weekly Tuesday prayer group on Zoom. Uh, and that group has continued over those last, what is it, 18 months or so. And initially, I, I think there were about 20, maybe a few more people joining in uh, to that uh, group. But, but over the time, uh, that number has dwindled a bit. Um, and so now there are, there are around a dozen of us who meet most, well, we meet every week, but, but not everybody is there every week. You know, we have a week off occasionally, that's fine. But there's about a dozen of us who gather virtually, using Zoom, to pray. So we're praying persistently. Uh, and I know there's other opportunities for, for people to pray in the church as well. There's Seeking His Face that's on a, a Thursday evening, isn't there? And there's, uh, there's other prayer opportunities during the week as well. But that Tuesday group, I, I worked out over those 18 months, we've, we've met together 
it, it must be 70 or 80 times. I haven't worked it out exactly, but, but around that time. And as we've done so, you know, there's been something that's happened within that group because not only have we been praying, but I believe we've, we've, we've grown closer together as individuals. And, and we've, we met uh, two weeks ago, I think it was, two or three weeks ago, face to face for the first time, for a long, long time. Uh, and we sat in the church foyer and we had our, our Tuesday prayer group face to face, in person. Uh, and that was, that was a really special time because we've developed that prayer relationship with each other. Uh, and that prayer relationship that we've developed with each other has, of course, been then developed and shared and, uh, with God. And over those 70, 80 times, we've, we've seen answers to lots of our prayers. But the reality is there are some issues about which we continue to pray, and we've been praying over that length of time, even though we haven't seen an answer. And you know, as we met together in, in, face to face, for me it felt like I was part of a family, a family of people who've shared in prayer together, and in that sharing have become united and stronger in God. And as we continue to pray for some of those knotty, ongoing, intransigent, it feels, issues, there was no sense among the group that we would or that we should give up praying for those things. We will persist in prayer. You know, friends, there are going to be times when we think that God isn't listening, when we think it's no use, when we think that God doesn't care. But I tell you this morning, God does care. God is listening. God is working. Do you believe that? Do you have faith? So if the Son of Man were to come back today, would he find faith on earth? Would he find faith at PBC? Do you know, as I was preparing this message this week, I'm not standing up here as a, as a perfect model by any means. I find it challenging. I, I pray, but I don't always persist as I should. Um, I don't always make it to the prayer group. You know, I haven't got a 100% attendance record. It's good to be part of a praying group um, so that we can keep each other on track, that we can encourage each other, that we can support each other. But sometimes we also need that time of just prayer between us and God. Our lives are busy, but perhaps that just shows that we need to, to be praying more and persisting more in that prayer. Perhaps our busyness shows that we're striving to handle things ourselves in our own weakness instead of in God's strength. So let us be a people that focus, that produce fruit, and that demonstrate our faith by persisting in prayer. I'm going to close now by reading some verses from uh, Luke chapter 11. Um, and I'm going to read it uh, as perhaps it should have been translated, because um, it's in the present progressive tense. So let's finish with lots of Ps. Let's have uh, the present progressive uh, tense of prayer, which is persistently practised. Because this is how it is in the Greek. Jesus said, keep on asking and it will be given to you. Keep on seeking, present progressive, and you will find. Keep on knocking and it will be opened 
unto you. For everyone who continues to ask, receives. And the one who continues to seek, finds. And for the one who continues to knock, it will be opened. What father among you, if a son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Let's just pray briefly as the music plays in the background. Heavenly Father, our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for your gift of prayer, for the opportunity that we have to come to you direct in our prayers. And we thank you, Lord, that your desire is for good for us. We thank you for our love for us. And we thank you that if we've strayed away from you, so when we come back, you welcome us with your open arms. So this morning we ask that as we open ourselves up to you in prayer, you will hear our prayers. Lord, that you will answer them. That we will know that you are present with us by your Spirit. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour.